Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. Welcome to a Monday, a beautiful day here in my little town of Lodi, California. Hope you had a great end of the week, a good Lord's Day, and enjoyed perhaps a time of fellowship and a time of recreation, and now you're feeling like you're ready to go get them. <laughs> God bless you. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, Peter says, talks of, well, let me just say this. Peter talks about the fear of God and to honor the emperor or honoring those who are in authority. You know, as the days go by here, especially in this election year, I am so saddened by certain remarks I read on social media coming, unfortunately, from church folks making derogatory derogatory or downright insults toward others who don't share their opinions and even insults made uh, against the President of the United States. And it seems that there is this idea that there's they have a certain liberty to be judgmental uh, against the office of the president, and they feel need to to let everybody know about their feelings. And um, we're talking about name calling. We're talking about rebuking uh, the president, uh, saying things about his family, his children. It goes on and on. And it's so, so, so sad and so wrong. In fact, it, I would even classify much of it as sinful. And that's how, that's how urgent the need is to address this situation. You see, I believe that we should never, never badmouth uh, our president or anyone else in authority or any other person as far as that goes. Uh, in public view, uh, these things that we may you may harbor in your heart against someone uh, should be brought before the Almighty God. But rather, we should so show, if for nothing other reason, we should show our honor and respect to Him and the head and the office, because and let me emphasize this: because God instructs us to. In fact, some would even consider it a command to. And it's not because you may deem him personally worthy of honor, but it's because the Word of God instructs us to entreat such with this kind of authority, with this kind of authority, to entreat them with honor. Remember now, the Apostle Peter lived during the time of that wicked Roman Emperor Nero, who was a downright murderer. And yet Peter wrote uh, in his epistle, for you are free, he said to the church, you are God's slave, so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. He said, respect everyone and love the family of believers, without saying, right? Fear God and respect the king. But what exactly does it mean to respect the king 
or to honor our president, as I have suggested. Well, I want to look at that today. First of all, to honor the president means we recognize that God has placed him there. Now, I know we had a Democratic vote, and these votes went that way, and these votes went this other way. But at the end of the day, uh, people who are in authority are there by God's own permission. And the scripture says that we should honor those whom God has given authority to. Because there's no other authority except God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. That's hard sometimes for people to wrap their brain around. Because we see a lot of leaders in the world that have shown themselves to be tyrants, to be thieves, to be murderers. And, it can, and we could go on and on with that. However, remember, there's no authority, the scripture says, that God hasn't allowed to come to pass. So therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. That's in Romans chapter 13. Now, no matter how much you may disagree or you disapprove of uh, our president, we must realize that God has allowed him to be here for to accomplish what you may not even understand by any means at all, the sovereign purpose of God, as God did with Pharaoh back in the day of Moses. In fact, in Romans nine seventeen, it says, for the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So there it is. Since God has placed our president in office, we should speak of him respectfully, not in a dishonoring or mocking way. And we should also pray for him and bless him, because the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, God commands believers to pray for our leaders and all who are in authority. So listen, friends, we should be a blessing our president. Amen. I mean, think about it. If Jesus commands us to bless those who curse us in the book of Luke chapter 6, and I'm not saying the president curses us, what I'm saying is then we can certainly bless our president. Remembering this, in Proverbs 21.1, that God is sovereign should lead us to pray that God would move upon our president's heart. As it says in Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. It turns, he turns it wherever he will. Did you hear that? The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. See, what we need to do is pray that God will direct and that God will move the hearts of the president and all the leaders to do what? To promote righteousness, to promote life, and to promote the kingdom and the glory of God. So to do that, we need to ask our leaders and we need to ask Jesus. We need to ask God to turn their hearts like streams of water. And then finally... To honor the president means we should be subject to him and our government. 
1 Peter chapter 2 says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to an emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. So to be subject or to submit to our government means to obey the government. Now, we may not be happy with our government. We may not be happy about taxes or regulations. But we must follow them because God calls us to obey our government. Unless, of course, and this is obvious, I believe, according to the Holy Spirit, he commands us to create sin or to make sin. So what honoring the president does not mean, it does not mean to honor our president that we have to agree with everything he says. Of course we don't have to agree with everything he says. We agree with everything he says that lines up with the moral truth of God. And we don't have to, we don't have to agree with everything he commends or condones. We don't have to do that. But we do have to obey in the spirit of Christ. Uh, honoring the president does not mean that we cannot speak out for truth and righteousness. To honor our president does not mean that we cannot work within legal means to oppose him and change policies that we don't believe are righteous or helpful. Think about that for a minute. Are you listening to me? Those things that are righteous, we need to stand up for. So, to honor our president does not mean we can't express where we feel he's wrong. To honor our president does not mean that we, can, that we must obey laws if they require us to disobey God. Come on, folks. Do, do I have to explain this to you? Really? If you have any spirit in you at all, if you have any relationship with Christ at all, you understand this. If the president were to forbid us to proclaim the gospel, we should disobey him because we begin, we've been given a commandment to go into all the world and preach this gospel. But we should obey and submit to all laws that do not cause us to sin, even if we don't agree with them. I don't agree with the government's position on abortion, and I will always speak against that position. That's going to be very obvious. Listen, we seek to honor the president because we fear God. As children of God and citizens of heaven, Peter reminds us that we have a responsibility to live godly lives as unto the Lord. He reminded us that we are no longer enslaved to sin and Satan, nor are we dead in our trespasses and without hope in the world, for we have been released from sin and by the blood of the Lamb, and we are to live a way that honors Christ. Early in the passage, the apostle reminded us that as members of his body, we are a chosen generation and part of a royal priesthood of all believers. There was a time when Christians were not a special group of people, but because of our faith in Christ, we have become the people of God, and we've obtained his mercy and grace, his love and forgiveness. So, by faith, we have been made alive in Christ, and so we should endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Think about that. We've been born from above. 
We've been freed from the curse of the law. We have now been indwelt by the Holy Spirit and become beloved of God, and we are joint heirs with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's for this very reason that the Apostle John exhorts us to honor all men and to love the brotherhood, to fear God and also to honor the king and those in authority. Why? Because of our position in Christ, our heavenly citizenship, and the liberty that we enjoy in him, that Peter exhorts us to conduct conduct ourselves in an honorable fashion among unbelievers so that they may observe our good behavior and our godly attitude and glorify God when he convicts them of their sin and need of salvation. See, when you're out here in social media and you're talking like an infidel, you're talking like the devil, you're talking like an unbeliever against those who are an authority, and especially our president, you ruin your testimony. As Christians, we are in the world, but not of the world, and are to conduct ourselves accordingly. Now, that doesn't mean that we let people run roughshod over us. Amen? And we don't run roughshod over people. Nor does it mean that we dishonor the nation in which we were born and the government that God has appointed us as authorities in. We've been given authority in the earth. But we're not given authority to, to defame those that God has placed over us. Peter wrote, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. What did Paul suggest? He said, respect all men. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Or in do so, in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. In other words, conviction. Folks, listen to me. In the public arena and in behind closed doors, our lives should always reflect Christ and speak out the gospel of grace, not only in what we say, but in how we say it and how we live and the way we behave towards others, even those that despise and abuse us. Listen to me, my friends. Pay close attention to what Brother John is saying today. Honor the queen, honor the king, honor the president, honor the government can be increasingly challenging in a world that devalues the word of God. That's what the world does. It pokes fun at believers. It dismantles the moral absolutes of the Bible. It promotes the relative opinions of sinful men and rejoices in ungodly practices while tearing down the foundational truth that is rooted in God and revealed to us through Christ. But we're called to honor rulers and to pray for kings and presidents and prime ministers and all who are in authority. Why? So we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Today, I want you to think about these things. It's important. And, and I've got much more to say about it, but I don't have the time today. So I'll close with this. Pray for one another. Pray for our president and his family. Pray for our military and their families. Pray for godly leaders and their families. Pray for yourself and the church and your neighbors. Get rid of malice. Get rid of defaming talk and bitter words. And let truth speak from your mouth. That's my suggestion. 
Have a great day. This is Brother Johnny loving you and telling you I care for you. And see you soon.